friends, welcome to the Go and Tell Gals podcast with Jess Connolly and Kanisha Bikes. Today, we're talking to one of our friends, a woman who runs on mission. We are praying this conversation leaves you fired up and ready to go right where you're at. We're super thankful for you. Let's go. Go and tell gals. I am thrilled to be bringing you one of the greatest, I don't mind saying, one of the greatest women I know. Jessica Honecker, every time I spend time with you, I am left more in awe of God and I am left more sure that I want to keep running on the mission God has given me. Thank you for being on the podcast yet again. We're so happy to have you. I love being back here. I think I was on just at the very, very beginning. How long have you been doing this now? We started in 2018. So we're three years in, 18, three 19, years, 20. baby. Three years. Yeah. So I think I was on in 2018. So I'm due for another chat with you. Absolutely. Okay. First, let me just ask you this because this is what I would ask you if we're talking. How are you? How's your soul in the year of our Lord 2021, which is, you know, the strangest, (laughs) strangest ongoing life that we're all living? You know, it's, it's taken me off guard. It's funny. I read a quote the other day. It said, Turns out the light at the end of the tunnel was a freight train. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, you know, 2020 just got all of my entrepreneurial wheels going, and we got to pivot and do some really fun and exciting things, go into some new product categories at Noonday Collection. I'm the founder and CEO of Noonday Collection, which is really where I spend the bulk of my time. And it was fun. It was exciting. The community pivoted. We moved all to online, et cetera, et cetera. And then we've just seen the fatigue show up in 2021 with our sales base and our ambassadors who are independent, you know, business owners doing this as their side hustle. I mean, our ambassadors are amazing women in and of themselves. They kind of blow me away. Many of them are adoptive moms, homeschooling, fostering, all sorts of things. And I meet them and I'm like, how are you doing Noonday too? But, you know, there's so many times I hear that being a Noonday ambassador has this trickle-down effect into their lives and helps kick off mission for them. So in a way, so many women are missionless and then they come into Noonday and they discover mission, they discover purpose. But it's been tough. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat. I never do. I'm honest. You know, I think that's also hard because, you know, you want to project confidence and we're winning and it's amazing. And I just, I I can't do that. Like that's not authentic. And so it's just that balance of, I mean, we're still a, you know, wonderfully successful company. It's just sales are a lot softer than we anticipated this year. You know, we thought that we were just, oh my gosh, people are going to hungry to gather again. And in fact, there's just still so much fatigue and people are what, I don't know if you see this, but it's interesting. People are going back to physical church and they're going to football games and they're, I mean, I live in Austin, the ACL Fest is happening right now, but there's something about going into strangers' homes that is, like, very much maybe triggering of danger, you know, (laughs) from the last couple years. So I think it's just getting people back into the habit of physically gathering again. And I think churches are struggling with that. I think any business or organization that really relied upon physical gathering is, you know, seeing a softness right now. So that's my honest answer. 
Yeah, that's real. I literally, even just as a church leader, I was thinking about this yesterday of how do we explain to people, how do we still communicate confidence in God and confidence in like the organization? Like, hey, we still believe church is good and also communicate. This is really intense and rough and you should know, <laughs> you know, and so I can't imagine similarly as the leader of a business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, No, it's very similar. I was actually talking with my pastor yesterday and very similar thing. I mean, our church has been through such transition in the last 18 months and we launched, you know, relaunched one of our campuses yesterday and there weren't as many people as we wanted to be there, you know, yada, yada, all that stuff. And, And so, yeah, and it's that challenge of, I'm not just living on mission. I'm leading other people on mission, right? So it's yes. it's how yes. do you keep leading in authenticity, but also in the appropriate spaces. And I think Brene Brown, when she talks about vulnerability, she really speaks to that. You know, it's like there's certain spaces for how vulnerable you are about certain things. And I get that, but I'm also just kind of a— one of the thing, journeys I've been on this last year is actually learning boundaries because in some ways I'm a little too much of an open book. So yeah, I'm kind of, I'm figuring that out. But yeah, and you don't want to guilt people and you know everyone's tired too. But I think too, just as people have just been sitting at home, I do believe that we're fighting this lie of being invisible, this lie of I'm invisible, I don't matter. And how can we as leaders help people feel seen again and help them feel like they matter again? And that's just what I'm ready for. I'm just hungry to see that happen for people. Yeah. Okay, I have a sort of sideways question, and here's what I'm curious about. So when I look at Noonday, when I go to noondaycollection.com, and I click fall 2021. I just want to comment on your fall 2021 line. To me, you guys have hit a stride aesthetically that is so intense and so incredible. So what is it like? Is that how it feels from the inside? Do you feel like we are making killer products? <laughs> you know, I have to say it really does. It really does. I mean, it was really fun to pivot to doing a digital lookbook and we started doing our lookbooks really we used to go shoot in sort of exotic places and then had to really cool it down, but I think it's elevated our aesthetic and it's helped us to focus less on where we're shooting and just really highlight the jewelry. And then I actually started, we had to cool our crews down on the photo shoot, you know, the first couple of seasons during COVID. And so I took on the role of stylist. So I'm now the wardrobe stylist. I love it. And I think that's been fun, too, because I think in the past when we hire a wardrobe stylist, they want to show off their wardrobe styling skills, whereas we're just really looking for a canvas. You know, the clothes are just a canvas. And then, you know, we're launching Noonday Collection Home. So by the time all of our listeners hear this, they're going to see this amazing home collection that's filled with just hand-thrown pottery, beautiful mugs and cactus holder and succulent holders and marble accents for the kitchen and for the home. Yeah, it's really special. And honestly, it's especially a lot of it is being handmade in Nepal, which was especially hit during the Delta. It just feels really good to get to 
have been a purchase order for them during a time when a lot of, of companies were backing out from ordering from them. It also means that the collection is sort of arriving slowly but surely. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there's going to be some back orders and such, but I think our customers are accustomed to understanding what we're all about by now. But thank you for noticing. I do love our brand and our products. And yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful things. Yeah. I mean, it just makes me like curious even to speak, if you if you would, just to that, because that's how I feel even as a church leader right now, that I'm like, there's some really magnificent things happening here <laughs> in some yes. ways. And especially even in light of the pandemic, like we are hitting our stride at learning how to love the people in our city. We are hitting our stride at learning how to be the reconciliation of Christ in the midst of really hard conversations. It bums me out that I don't know how to communicate like great things are happening here. And that's just the exact same sense I get when I look at Noonday and hear you say like, it's things are going okay. We're okay. You know, God's mighty in this company, but also it's not what we expected. And that just seems like it would be such an interesting mantle to carry. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In so many ways, you know, we, I mean, we were just in People Magazine last month right. and I was just with like 30 ambassadors in Kansas City who are telling me how New Day's changed their lives. But on a macro level, our sales are just softer this year than we yeah. had anticipated, you know? Yeah. So it is, you know, but again, it's it's living on mission really means that you aren't living for the outcome and you're not living for how many people you're seeing at church on Sunday in your congregation or even, I mean, it is more challenging with New Day just because our, our sales have a direct correlation with our impact. But yeah, I mean, just the beauty and all of that, I mean, there's just so much pride in the process and, you know, that's where we're really digging in and yeah, we believe in what we have to offer. It's it's just really getting the word out more. So, hey, go and tell gals like, yes, open your homes, open your websites, open your Instagram accounts, join us, and you get so much free stuff and you get all this beautiful product. So we need you and our artisans need you. Okay, here's a new question. So, and I think we talked about this a little bit the last time you were on the podcast, but again, probably three years ago. So, one of my favorite things about you is how you hear from the Lord and how you communicate how you hear from the Lord. I'm under the belief that all women, by grace through faith, who walk with God get to hear from God. But I think some of us have maybe been trained in how to listen and how to communicate that, or we've just had more experience, or it's just something we're uniquely gifted at. You seem to be so uniquely gifted at hearing from God and communicating to people how you've heard from God. But I obviously know the secular organization, you have people who work with you who don't necessarily hold your same beliefs. How do you combine these things of hearing from him and getting vision and insight and wisdom from him and then communicating it sometimes to audiences that you can't say like, well, God told me, (laughs) you know, what does that look like for you? Yeah, you know, I think for me, I think I don't personally as much resonate with the God spoke to me language. And so I think that does, I guess I I do have a very vivid imagination in my relationship with God. And so I often see things, I see visions and pictures, especially when I'm praying for other people. 
I still really fully communicate that, but it's probably less in a Christianese language or the Lord spoke to me. You know, it is more about, in fact, I did, I had a dream back in July that was a pretty crazy God dream that is absolutely sustaining me through this season. And I had it on an ambassador trip and our ambassadors come from a wide range of faith backgrounds. And so I just was able to share, here's the dream that I had, but I didn't say God gave me a dream last night. You know, I said like, here's the dream that I have and here's what I believe that it means. And then I just said, and the song that I woke up to this morning after I after I had this dream was from Rend Collective, and it says, "You're not finished with me yet. You're not finished with me yet." I don't know if you know that song, but it's just this. I love that just pumped up Rend Collective, and I do share really openly. And you know, of course, sometimes I'm like, "Do I need to even be more open?" But I think I just show up. As me, I do think I, you know, I have a podcast as well, the Going Scared podcast, and I do grapple a little bit with kind of the Christian Jessica Honiger and then kind of the podcaster who interviews everyone from the founder of Netflix and the founder of the Dry Bar to, I mean, today I'm hopping on with Rich Viotis up in New York and Shauna Nyquist, you know, to record podcasts for Going Scared this afternoon. And I think what I've decided is I, I think most people are multifaceted, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I just yeah. am like, if I'm like this, I know, and those I just have to count on, on those people finding me and that those are going to be my people. My my people are going to be the ones who listen to NPR, subscribe to the New York Times, and also are passionate about John Mark Comer and International Justice Mission and stylish clothes and eating healthy and working out your body. I mean, certainly, I'm not a special snowflake. So I just, I think when people come to me, that's what I hope that they experience, just sort of the multifaceted nature of who we are as people and that I can help people make sense of that part of their story. I love it. Okay. Is there anything that you are sensing or hoping for, or just specifically praying into for yourself or for noonday for 2022, as we're kind of like, hopefully closing this page on 2021. And obviously knowing we're all still going to be very vulnerable and tender because that didn't end with 2020 apparently. But is there anything that you're just like, Oh, this is where my sights are set. This is what I want to talk about. This is what I want to pay attention to. Mm. You know, I do think we're all going to need to learn to live with this pandemic and this, I mean, it won't be a pandemic anymore, but certainly COVID will always be with us. So I do think there's this certain level of, you know, I think everyone imagined that sort of post-pandemic life would mean no COVID. And that's just not going to happen. And so I think just helping people to learn how to, you know, I mean, you know, I have my books in perfect courage, my podcast going scared. I mean, I I think I do like and enjoy to help people walk through their fears and find their purpose. And there's just been so many fears that have taken root, you know, like really taken root in people's 
embodied experiences over the last couple of years. And so I think just helping to move people forward, we are having a physical shine conference, which is our annual sales conference in Austin and attendance is not, you know, what it has been in the past, but we're still doing it and it's going to be beautiful and amazing. And I think just that coming back together and just, you know, how can we still hold each other's tensions and differences, but be on mission together. And that is what I think is so powerful about mission, especially a collective mission is, you know, within our community, you've got, you know, wear masks all the time, people who don't believe in masks, people who voted differently. It really is a wide variety of women, of ideologies, of perspectives. And yet we come around this mission that we want to build a flourishing world and create meaningful opportunities for people that live in these really vulnerable places that quite frankly have gotten so much more vulnerable. I mean, with tourism has just been decimated in some of these places that that rightly depend on tourism. And in, especially in the artisan sector, so many of our partners have stores. I mean, in Uganda, Jolly and Daniel, my first artisan partners, had opened the most beautiful store by the American embassy. And it was a pretty significant revenue stream for them. And they just had to shut it down because it was like, well, we, we're not making enough money to even pay to cover the rent. And, you know, same with some partners in Guatemala. I mean, we went to Guatemala this summer with my family and, you know, it, the markets were empty. And that's really heavy for me. And I do think that the fact that every day I wake up and I'm connected to global citizens and people that honestly live with such hopeful tenacity. And that's what I've drawn upon the last two years is is people that, man, they just do have a little spirit of like a, a spirit that's just, that does rise up. I mean, that is resilient and not embittered. And it's like, I don't know how to fully describe it, but when I think here, we, we do, I mean, you know, you can't get together with your friends these days and have a, you know, not talk about fatigue and, you know, oh, well, are you going to the football game? Well, then are you this, that, you know, just there's so, so much decision fatigue around us, but I draw a lot from our global community. And so I think just, I do believe that this pandemic has made the world big again, you know, because there is so much hesitancy around travel and the vaccine is not widely available in many of the countries where we work. And so I just want to continue to be a bridge to our global sisterhood and help people stay connected because I just think that that's something that can feel so non-concrete, you know, that you actually can make a difference in your sister that lives on the other side of the world. I, I believe that. I've seen it. Yeah. And I think as we were going into the last couple months where we're like, okay, wow, sales are definitely softer than we had anticipated. One of my artisan partners, Jalia, I was there visiting the last time I was in Uganda was in 2017. And we both love guacamole. She's come to Texas now probably eight times. And we always, you know, go to Torchies and eat our guacamole and queso. And she never had guacamole before, before coming to America. And so then I would start visiting her. And they have amazing avocados in Uganda and lime. So I'm like, hey, you got you got everything you need. So let's do this. <laughs> 
So I was visiting her. It's really a little farm that she and her husband and family have been able to purchase because of their thriving Noonday Collection artisan partnership. And we decided let's plant an avocado seed. Let's plant an avocado seed. And she said it takes about seven or eight years before we'll produce fruit. But like come back in seven or eight years and let's make guacamole together. And so in the middle of this sort of, you know, reality of our sales are softening, what do we need to do? How can we, you know, pivot, whatever? She WhatsApped me and sent me, Jessica, I haven't shown you a picture of our avocado tree. And she sent me this picture of this giant tree that was, you know, far exceeded her height and it was flourishing and it doesn't have fruit yet, but it looked so healthy. And it was just another one of those just God moments where God, you know, we are really just called to faithfulness and gardening is really all about the day in and the day out. You water, you till, you fertilize, you cultivate. And, you know, in some years you got droughts and some years the bugs come in and the, the fruit rots, you know, but you still just continue to be a gardener and to grow that thing that God has put in front of you to grow and to trust that and so that was just really hopeful for me. So I just, you know, I want to continue to connect people to the globe and connect people to being on mission. And, you know, our mission was never meant to be hyper-focused on, you know, should I send my kid to camp? But then this there's person's not vaccinating that person. I mean, so much has consumed our energy and our focus. And you, you and I have talked a lot about what we focus on grows. And it's time for us to focus on widen our perspective a little bit and focus on the world that really does need us to walk beside them in a meaningful way. Well, folks, that was a whole sermon. That was all we needed to hear. (laughs) And it just, it does make you ask, okay, as we're closing out 2021, as we're moving into 2022, as we're embracing the same tenderness that we're that we've had and that we're going to continue to have what seeds do we want to plant too is it do we want to be others focused do we want to be mission-minded do we want to hear different perspectives I just am so thankful to even think about to even think about the question of like what are we planting right now that we're going to reap in six or seven years or four or five years or two decades from now and I know for me, yeah, I don't want to just continue sowing anxiety or frustration or even impatience for this season mm-hmm. to end when God is here and moving and planting seeds truly in me and through me and in you and through you. So, hey, we're so thankful for you. We're just so thankful for Noonday. I cannot suggest enough, everybody. Number one, go check out that new home collection. I haven't seen it yet, but as soon as I see it, you better believe I'm going to be getting some things for my home. Also, shout out to the Fall 2021 collection because I think it is peak beauty in the jewelry and accessories department. I just, it's not <laughs> something you want to miss. No, you Jessica, do you don't. But I'm so grateful for you. Thanks for being genuine with us and calling us up to where we're headed in the future. We're so grateful for you continually. Thanks, Jess. I love you. Absolutely. Love you too, friend. 
Friends, thank you so much for joining us today. We are grateful that you were able to listen in. If you love this episode, would you do us a favor and leave a review so other friends can find this episode? We pray it encouraged you and left you feeling equipped to run on mission right where you're at. We're super grateful for you and we will see you next week. Thank you.